Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Book 3, Section 25. When Philip had completed the sacrifice, he was often so abstracted from his senses that you would think he was more dead than alive. While I am on the subject, I must say something about the delight he had in drinking the blood of Christ and in eating his body. Those who stayed close to his side believed that he was able to perceive the actual flavor of the blood and the body as if he were tasting simple flesh and simple blood. He used to lick his lips most eagerly, and we could see that he brought the chalice to his mouth again and again, although he would not allow anyone present to stand too close to the altar or to be in such a position that they could see his face. When he was consuming the precious blood, you could hear a sound from his throat which made you think he was tasting something so thick and glutinous that it stuck to the priest's palate. The marks of his teeth remained on the side of the chalice where he drank the precious blood, and the gilding in that part was quickly worn away, however recently it had been done. He did not like what are called the purifications, to be administered to him until he was ready to ask for them. He was so taken by delight in the divine sacrament that he would retain the sweet flesh of Christ and his most precious blood in his mouth, not swallowing it at once, but letting it pass slowly, drop by drop, into his stomach. His devotion in celebrating Mass and in distributing the body of Christ to others, was no less than in his partaking of it. But not to expand pointlessly on a matter which is well known and familiar to all, I will pass on to something else. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, choicest of priests, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first thing to notice tonight is the word, the sacrifice. How the Glonio introduces this section on Philip's reception of communion with the notion of sacrifice. And then he goes on to talk about the way St. Philip would receive the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. Now, it's very important for us to realize that our Lord gave us the Eucharist under two forms. He gave himself to us under the form of bread, that is, he gave his body under the form of bread, and he gave his blood in the form of wine. The whole Christ is contained under either species. If you receive only one, if you receive just 
the host, you receive the whole Christ. If you receive the precious blood that you're a celiac, you receive the whole Christ. He's wholly present under either. Well, why would our Lord give us both? Why give us himself in two forms if he's wholly under either? Well, we know that St. Philip loved Thomas Aquinas, and Thomas Aquinas gives us various reasons for this, but one of which is so that Christ could make present in a symbolic way, he could symbolize, signify, represent his passion, his sacrifice, in which he gave up his life, in which his body and blood were totally separated, in which the last drop of his blood was drained from his body on the cross. When his side was pierced, the blood flowed forth, leaving his body and blood separated. And in the Eucharist, the priest offers up the body of Christ, and then separately he consecrates and offers up the blood of Christ. And there on the altar is the perfect symbol of the death of Christ, the separation of his body and his blood there on the altar. So that's how you explain the sacrifice, how the mass is the one sacrifice of Christ because it causes what it symbolizes. It causes what it signifies. It makes present on the altar Christ in his state of sacrifice. And Philip loved the mass. And after he offered up this holy sacrifice, he would be abstracted. He would be so caught up in what he had done. But we know that Christ gave us himself, not under any old form, but under the form of food and drink. So the double consecration makes it possible to symbolize his death. Later on, the body and blood are reunited in the mass to symbolize his resurrection. But Christ didn't want only to make present his sacrifice and his resurrection. He wanted to give himself to us as food. He gave himself in two forms as food and drink because he wanted to show that he is the complete nourishment. He completely satisfies us. He gives us in the Eucharist everything we could want. And St. Philip Neri had such a profound awareness of the meaning of the Eucharist that it, it radiated into his whole life. It radiated in a, in a in a very peculiar way with how he ate the Eucharist, how he drank the precious blood. Now, this might seem kind of weird to you, and it might seem kind of strange the way Galonio presents it, and it is a little strange, but we need to focus on the, the facts or the data or the details that Galonio gives us. And the basic fact is that St. Philip Neri longed to receive the Eucharist like a starving man. It's almost as though he were starving spiritually. Think of someone who hasn't eaten in a long time, you give them food and they are ravenous. They are so hungry, they can hardly control themselves. That seemed, that's the kind of thing that appears to be with St. Philip. So we need to, I think, add to what Galonio is saying this, that behind St. Philip's eagerness to receive the Eucharist 
must have been a profound awareness of his spiritual need for Christ, his spiritual hunger. It even suggests by the way Philip would bite into the chalice that Philip lived actually in a kind of darkness, that Philip lived in a kind of awareness of his spiritual poverty. And he was clinging to the Eucharist. He was clinging to this chalice for his strength, that Christ would get him through it. So in these details, in the way he drank the precious blood, wearing off the gilding, leaving his teeth marks here, this is not only someone who is filled with joy, this is someone who is spiritually hungry and more aware of his need for Christ than we realize. It also suggests that Philip has given special graces to enter in more deeply into the meaning of the priest communion. He was very aware that there was more going on in that moment than we might recognize. There are details and aspects of the priest communion which are part of the Mass, which help bring forth the full meaning of the Mass. And St. Philip Neri would also do interesting things, very kind of practical things, like allowing the, the species of the host to remain in him longer. See, St. Thomas Aquinas teaches that as long as the accidents, the appearances of bread and wine are there, the Holy Eucharist is present. And so if the, the sort of the accidents, the appearances, the, the various features of bread and wine, as long as they're in the body, Jesus is substantially body, blood, soul, and divinity, he's there. And so St. Philip kind of cleverly, like a lover, would prolong that in him. So that the presence of Christ would be prolonged in him. He would also like to get big, fat, thick hosts so that the presence of Christ would be longer in him. And after he received communion, he wanted to pause a little bit. He wanted to spend time with our Lord. And again, this goes back to Thomas Aquinas, who teaches that the degree we grow in love for God through our communion is the degree at the moment of communion of our desire for him. So the really crucial moment for how we grow in the love of God through communion is the disposition we have at the moment of reception, as we're eating him, as we're receiving him, the desire we have for him, to be close to him, to serve him. The more we desire him, the more we receive, the more grace we receive. So let us ask St. Philip tonight to pray for us that we may not be chosen like he was to renew for the whole church, to renew for his age, a Eucharistic wonderment. You know, this is going on in St. Philip's daily mass for 40, 50 years. It was like, a, this, this had a huge effect on the Rome of his time. It awakened people once again to the wonder, the mystery of the mass. But let us ask St. Philip to pray for us. We haven't been chosen for that. But we want, as best we can, when we receive the Eucharist, to profit from this sacred food and drink as, as best we can. For the Lord gave himself to us 
as food and drink because he wants to feed us. But this food is unlike any other food. Normally, we eat food and it tr is transformed into us. But when we eat this food, this sacred food, the body and blood of Christ, the risen Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, when we receive him in communion, we receive him as he is. But what he does is he transforms us into himself. We become what we eat. And how St. Philip Neri understood that and how it gave him joy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.